Hello Internet, my name is Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. In this week's Screen Verdict podcast, we're doing a film review. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about this movie. A film our fans might not have expected us to be reviewing. No, but we'll we'll uh we'll we'll try anything once. Yeah, nonetheless within, we within we, reason. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything once. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're going to give this a, a fair go, a proper, uh, a proper yeah. review. We went into well, this. just like at the men's room, I'm going to give it a fair shake. <laughs> I assume at some point we're going to talk, like actually say what the film is. Yeah, I guess people. Well, I sure people have read the read the read the title of the podcast. <laughs> we don't really need to tell them. I don't know, but I think we should. I think it would seem. It's silly. Twilight. We're reviewing Twilight. Twilight. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. Part, yeah. Uh, are you a big Twilight fan, Matt? I have not read any of the books or seen any of the other movies, but I have had girls explain to me the plot. <laughs> I have also not read any of the books, not seen any of the films, and have had gay friends explain <laughs> to me uh, what it's about. <laughs> so yeah, we went to see this together. Yes, uh, we did. It's, it's very up and down, this uh, movie-going yeah. relationship <laughs> between yeah. the two of us. I think we've got a healthy relationship. Like, we don't have this. We can see movies with other people. Um, It's like an open movie viewing relationship. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we were going to talk about a little bit what our understanding was of Twilight before we went to see the film. Yes. What did you know of the Twilight universe before you saw it? Okay. About a girl in high school, and there's a vampire, Edward. And... Vampires, like, bite people and turn them into vampires. But there's some vampires, which Edward's one of them, that believes in not doing that. So I think they just go kill animals. Um, So he's sort of, I guess, a vegetarian is how it was described to me. Um, Though he still eats meat. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so you got that. And she really likes him. Then in the second movie, I think a werewolf comes in it picture and she sort of also likes him and there's sort of a love triangle with the werewolf the the vampire and the girl i think that's pretty much it so i knew i knew about this the vampire and the werewolf and i people were choosing between team edward and team jacob Mm. uh you have these vampires and werewolves they're in the story i wanted to know whether they were kind of integrated into society whether they were trying to hide it from people i didn't know if like humans were sort of knew uh, mm. of the vampires, because I actually thought it was quite easy to tell. You see, the vampires, they were the one with white powder on their faces and who couldn't act. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I feel like it was I quite think the easy. implication, the false implication making there is that the other people in the movie can act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the werewolves, they were fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, and so we have... Christian Stewart, the sort of angsty teenage girl, Bella. Yeah. I know, I think she's playing kind of like... Better known from Adventureland. Yeah, I think she kind of just does the same. If you don't know who she is. I don't think she's better known. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of like cult indie comedy (laughs) hit, Adventureland, better known over her performance in the $2 billion grossing Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I just did a Wikipedia search for Twilight because um, I thought it could be good for us to refer to since we don't know heaps about it. Yeah. And it took me to like, Twilight is a time between dawn and sunrise or between <laughs> sunset and dusk. 
during which sunlight scattering in the upper atmosphere illuminates the lower atmosphere. I don't think this is about the movie. Having said that, I think it makes more <laughs> sense than the premise of the film. Yes, it's definitely... Like, uh, I'm, I'm quite interested in this, uh, but... <laughs> anyway. Okay, so where we're up to in the story in yeah. this film mm. is that Belle has made her choice. She's chosen Edward. Edward. Yeah. So how the film starts, I'd, I'd heard that uh, this, like, Jacob guy, he doesn't really wear a shirt. There's a bit, there's quite a lot of, you know, him shirtless just to please the female. It takes literally 20 seconds of the film for him to get his shirt off. Yeah. There is this pan down from the sky with some dribbling narration. He throws something on the ground, takes his shirt off. Well, that's how the film's, it's not opening shot. Well, to become a wolf, he needs to take his shirt off, otherwise the shirt will rip. <laughs> And then, like, you know, he doesn't have an endless supply of money for shirts. You can't just keep on buying new shirts. So the film starts off with a wedding between Belle and Edward. She's made her choice. This, this is why Jacob's so angry that he needs to take his shirt off. Yeah. And that takes about a good half or an hour or so to, to happen, even though there's only about two minutes of wedding. Yeah. What sort of filled up that other 28 minutes, do you think, Matt? Um, it's sort of people talking about the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of films, what they try to do is uh, avoid what we call exposition. <laughs> kind of uh, explaining what is going on in the film. Yeah. I, we, we liked how in Drive there was kind of a, a subtext yeah. that was explaining what was going on without actually telling us. Yeah. In Twilight, all that ever happens is people talking about what just happened, yeah. talking about what's going to happen, and how that made them feel. Yeah. There, there is no subtext. It's just entirely text. Yeah. There was a conversation between Bella and her father. It was great. She says, I'm going away now. And he says... You are going away now. I'm going to miss you. And she says, you are going to miss me. (laughs) And he says, are you going to miss me too? And she says, I am going to miss you, but I'm going away now. And then she left. See, you're more pretentious uh, screenwriter. He's just going to have them give a hug. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I describe it. Pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretentious screenwriters putting action in their films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, yeah there's, there's a lot of talk about this wedding. But what a wedding. Oh, I guess it opened with um, Edward um, had a secret um, that he had to tell Bella. Mm. Uh, he was worried she was nervous. She said, no, she wasn't nervous. And he goes, well, there's something I've got to tell you. And that's where I go, ooh. Because <laughs> she knows he's a vampire, what what could be worse? Like, what could be a uh, something that he he's he's told her he's a vampire, but he's obviously held on to this. Um, and what what was that secret, Jonathan? As far as I could tell, he was brought up uh, being told not to eat attack humans. Yeah. So, but he sort of resents being told what to do, and he decides for the little period of his life. To uh, test out the human, just have a little, <laughs> a little nibble. See if he Edward will try anything once, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So this is his confession that he has uh, and uh, killed some humans. It seems like he's lived for seven hundred years or something like that. Like you know, this was in the olden days that he 
Yeah, he doesn't die of old age. Yes. He's, he's been around. So who was he killing? It seems that she was able to deduce, without him actually saying these words, that he was only killing murderers. Yeah. And she was okay with that. Oh, you were saving more people than you were hurting. Do you know who she'd really like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a popular Showtime cancer-ridden yeah. actor, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> she'd like Dexter. She would like Dexter. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, oh, man. If only Dexter married her and not... Uh, Rita. Rita, yeah. He would have <laughs> told her. Dexter. She would have been, oh, yeah, that's cool. Just keep... Do you need... Do you need a... She'll be like, do you need a lunch for you when you go out to kill people? <laughs> yeah, so... Maybe Edward killed Rita. Whoa. <laughs> so his fiance could marry Dexter. Yeah. But he wants to marry Bella. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then we've got two two characters just jump up into the window. Which is very... The opening 30 minutes was just full of kind of uh, puns, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and just people arriving out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, Jacob would get mad all of a sudden, and then two people just jump out of the woods to hold him back. And like, and where he, did you come from? And you think, like... Bella and Jake were having quite a personal conversation at some point. These guys were clearly listening. Yeah, they'd like, specifically <laughs> taken him to a private place away yeah. from the wedding. <laughs> and all of Jacob's friends are there listening. And, like, literally there in two seconds as soon as someone says something they're not happy with. <laughs> this is very, um, farsaical. We were wondering before we saw it whether the book would uh, have enough content to fill two whole movies. Yeah. Uh, the book's about 700 and something pages. Yeah. That's quite a lengthy book. Yeah. I've, I've uh, perused the pages of said book. It's not really a 700-page book. <laughs> there are some fairly generous spacing and margins used in it. I think it's about a 300-page book. Yeah. Uh, now, that being said, if it's 300 good pages, you can make it into two good movies. Like, The Grinch was like, what... <laughs> 30 pages, and they made that into a good movie, so... I feel, though, that perhaps in those 300 pages there wasn't really enough of a, uh, a shadow narrative in order to uh, <laughs> hold our attention for uh, four hours. Yeah. So in this film, I feel like really only three things happen. Yeah. There is a wedding. Yes. There is a honeymoon. Yeah. And there's a birth. Yes. And the rest of the film is talking about the wedding, the honeymoon, and the birth. Yeah. And just weird uh, music montages and flashbacks of things we've seen this movie. It wasn't <laughs> flashbacks to previous movies. It was flashbacks <laughs> to something we'd just seen. Yes. <laughs> so if you were looking for a blueprint to, uh, <laughs> to, to fill a hundred and so minutes... <laughs> With half a book. I've lost it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've got to compose myself. Yes. This is how you do it. Oh. Yeah. So how do we find the wedding? I feel like they they didn't really need anyone else there in order to do the wedding. Yeah. I feel like... I'm not an expert on wedding etiquette, but the, uh, the sort of reverend introduced the wedding, and then he didn't really uh, continue to ask them any more of the vows. They just kind of went back and forth, yeah. and then they did the kiss. I'm yeah. not sure you're allowed to kiss <laughs> without the Reverend's permission. I think it was some uh, arty editing that they did there. <laughs> uh, I think this was perhaps alluded to 
with the fact that when the uh, the camera sort of does a pan around them, no one in the audience is is any longer there. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of disappear during the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> in order to represent that we don't need an audience or a reverend to yeah. <laughs> tell us how to marry. Yeah. We'll be able to make it on our own. Yeah. Now, um, we talked about this confrontation with Bella and Jacob, uh, where they go a bit privately. And Jacob seems to be making a few moves on Bella, sort of dancing with her. Oh, can I dance with you? And things like that. And I don't know. He seems to be making a few moves, but at the same time, be supportive of her. Correct? Yeah. Then she tells him that she's not going to die and he gets really worried. I think what happened here was that Jacob thought that Edward had already bitten her and that she would turn into a vampire. Yes. And she was saying uh, that she didn't want to spend her honeymoon in pain because apparently it's painful to turn into a vampire. And Jacob said, isn't that what honeymoons are meant to be all about? Well, what happened there was (laughs) that... He asks what they're going to do on their honeymoon, and she kind of implies that they're going to be having sex. And that freaks Jacob out because I think he realises that Edward's so strong that she will, like, die during sex or something, or that it could be bad for them to try and breed because they're not supposed to interbreed humans and vampires. Yeah. Something like that. So he gets very worried, and this is when the the kerfuffle begins. It seems like he, you know... Did he just assume she wouldn't be having sex? Yes. Like, this seems like a bad assumption to make when a couple's getting... (laughs) I know when when couples get married, sometimes they do stop having sex, but um, (laughs) you'd think at least the honeymoon there's going to be a bit of sex, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like he'll try anything once. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) um, But I I was just surprised at how surprised he was that just like, Oh, yeah, by the way. He's like, oh, it's cool that you guys are getting married. She goes, you know, we're going to be having sex. And he's like, what? <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I was fine with you getting married, but no one said anything about this sex thing. That was not in the wedding invite. <laughs> yeah. They should have included a PS. Yeah. <laughs> Come celebrate our wedding PS. We're we'll having sex afterwards. But anyway, um, anyway, it's broken up and the wedding happens and she goes off to a honeymoon. So we go to the honeymoon. Which is uh, a pretty swanky place Edward's uh, gone for himself. It seems almost like a private island off off the coast of Brazil. Yeah, which they sort of drove to Brazil. Like, this was a pretty long drive, I would imagine. (laughs) Where is this set? Like, I didn't... (laughs) I don't know if the... uh, the Twilight team couldn't afford in the budget them just to have a shot of, like, an aeroplane. <laughs> but, yeah, they get in the car, and then they're in a car in Brazil. I have a feeling, like, that they probably didn't drive. I feel like Kristen Stewart and, um, who's the actor in the film, Robert Patterson, may have just wanted to go to Brazil. <laughs> like, taking the Woody Allen approach yeah. to filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps the last Twilight film wasn't as critically well received. Well, we're taking this one international. Yeah. (laughs) Throw in some nice shots of the uh, Christ Redeemer. Yeah. I think they said, um, she's like, so they go to Brazil. They're there for like 10 seconds. She goes, oh, so the honeymoon's in Brazil. And he goes, no. And then they just get in a boat and he like (laughs) drives a little boat to this island. So it's almost like Edward and 
uh, Chris and Stuart were like, oh, can we have the honeymoon in Rio de Janeiro? And they're like, no, it's got to be on an island, like, otherwise it doesn't work. And they're like, okay, can you fit Rio de Janeiro in there? <laughs> so how did you find, uh, uh, there's a lot of build-up to this honeymoon. This was a couple that was uh, uh, quite quite famous uh, for their abstinence before marriage, Um um, I think it'd be fair to say they have been a bit of a tease on the Twilight audiences. <laughs> um, in many ways, this honeymoon is the, in more ways than one, the climax of the Twilight <laughs> series. How did you find it? Well, there's a long lead up to this event. And Christian Stewart goes through this kind of montage of trying to make herself look nice and prepare for this. And she's stressing out. She needs some human time, she mm-hmm. said. And as if there wasn't enough exposition between characters, she now starts talking to herself <laughs> in order to convey to the audience how she's feeling. She's looking at her own own lingerie and starts saying, don't be a coward, don't be a coward. Yeah. So I was glad to get that insight into her character. Mm. She then goes out uh, for a bit of skinny dipping with Edward, mm. which I couldn't help but feel was green screened. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. Understand what was the deal with the Twilight budget? But I thought everything <laughs> was green screen. Anytime there was a forest, no, we couldn't afford an actual forest. Green screen. Yeah. Anytime they go out into the ocean, green screen. Yeah. Anytime in the green screen. Yeah. It's like, can't you afford like a forest to take the the cast and crew out to a forest? I didn't it understand. Did it seemed very much like you know when that '70s show went camping. <laughs> 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 or like when any sitcom goes camping, that is what it seems like. <laughs> the forests and the woods and things. Um, yeah, the, 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 they did a bit more than skinny dipping, I think. Uh, you couldn't see under the water, but they were ridiculously close. But I don't know that. I don't know that. You can't quote me on that. So we get into the bedroom and there is a, a bit of a love scene. I feel like if I were a Twilight fan and I had been teased for three movies, I'd be a little let down yeah. by this. It was quite uh, tame, if you will. I guess the main thing that happens story-wise is that Edward is worried... You, you, were, just, you were just disappointed that Edward was on top. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you, Jonathan? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I, I think majority of Twilight fans probably would have been happy with that decision. <laughs> but anyway... The problem that arises is Edward's worried that he will hurt mm. Bella because he is so strong as a vampire. Yeah. I didn't understand this logic because it seems that he has control over his strength. Every time he picks up a glass, if he is so strong that he cannot control his strength, that glass should just shatter in his hand. Why does he no longer have the ability to not hurt her Okay, when yeah. they're in the bedroom? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think when... Your hormones are—you uh, y- have less control. <laughs> I feel like that's a rather poor explanation. Fair enough. <laughs> An easy solution to that would have been Edward just starfish it, and as you suggested, Bella go on top. Yeah, but the girls that like to try like <laughs> want Edward on top. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems like the the uh the story has been written to to please fans more than serve any kind of logic yeah. within the story universe. Yes. Um I was a bit worried um cuz she got quite bruised due to all this 
lovemaking, right? Correct. She got pretty bruised. You see it on her arm. Oh, a little bit. She, I was thinking, oh man, when they get back, she's going to have to wear a lot of long sleeve shirts or her dad is going to go ballistic. <laughs> like, well, she didn't seem to have a problem with it. No, um, she didn't. But I, I feel like if I, if I know, if I know a couple that gets married and they come back from their honeymoon and the, 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 the female has lots of bruises all over her. I might be a little concerned for them. I think you would be if you were uh, an outside party. Yeah. Bella, I think she has a different perspective oh, on Oh, I know things. she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Edward wasn't abusing her. Like, she, she I think knew what she, she has a pretty interesting upbringing, this Bella. Her mother, of course, is terrorist Nina from the show 24. Yes. So, who you just can't trust. <laughs> no. After season one, she, she slept with Jack Bauer and then stabbed him in the back and got his wife killed. You can't <laughs> trust her. I'm equally sus on the father based on that moustache. is clearly a pedo. <laughs> she also seems to have uh, a friend. She also has a friend, uh, the ice truck killer from Dexter. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is not like a stable upbringing. You can yeah. be, you could forgive Bella for having a strange perspective on things with the company she keeps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, the honeymoon just happens, which is pretty much just the first half, just them having sex. And then Edward not wanting to have sex with her halfway through because he feels like he's hurting her or something. Yeah, there's a lot of chess. They play a lot of, uh, <laughs> um... I guess that's how you pass the time on a perfect tropical island yeah. when you're not allowed to have sex with someone. Yeah. Mm. So it seems like there's still, like, um... Seems like maybe even Jacob wasn't expecting them to have sex on the honeymoon. Seems like Edward may have not been expecting <laughs> them to have sex on the Seems like he was also quite surprised at this development. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're teaching werewolves and vampires about what happens when you get married. Um... Luckily for them, after it seems like just this one... And they've, uh, got a, they've got a housekeeper that hates vampires. I don't know why she is cleaning a vampire's house if she hates vampires. But anyway. Yes, he explains it with, oh, on this island they have stories and myths about vampires and she just happens to know he's a vampire. Yeah. Probably because of the powder yeah. and the <laughs> ability. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty easy to tell. <laughs> So after this uh, one incident, uh, fortunately, Bella falls pregnant. Yes. Which is a big drama, because apparently vampires and humans aren't supposed to be able to interbreed. I was just thinking this could, again, be bad education on um, vampires about what happens when you have sex. (laughs) Like, I'm pregnant, we're having a baby... No, that's that. That's not how that works. <laughs> that's sorry. That no, 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 no. That that shouldn't happen. And then he calls this vampire. Hey, when you have sex, like we had sex, can you can you get pregnant from that? <laughs> guys, like guys, like uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll ring the werewolf. No, yeah, he's, he's equally confused. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it couldn't happen. I just think. Maybe they could have learned a bit about contraception. Maybe <laughs> hey, hey, Edward, if it's not on, it's not on. <laughs> but this is apparently not good news. Yeah, this creates a drama. This creates the yeah. final third of the film. Uh, the drama being the baby inside of Bella grows quickly. It's strong. Apparently it's sucking the 
energy out of her and uh, mm. it becomes an issue with she might die mm. and like whether she should try and give birth to the baby. And you know how vampires aren't meant to bite you, right? Yep. Could make breastfeeding a bit difficult um, <laughs> when the baby's born. But anyway. <laughs> so she chooses to, uh, to have the baby. She wants to have the baby. Yes. And this upsets. She wants, she wants to have it. As described by Edward. Don't worry. We'll get rid of it, Bella. <laughs> Not yeah, people are reluctant to refer to it as a... Uh... Yeah. Tip for the listeners. If you impregnate a girl, do not refer to the baby as it. <laughs> it will not end well. <laughs> Especially if you are the reluctant impregnator yeah. of uh, said lady. Yeah. So Edward's upset because he thinks she might die. Uh, Jacob's upset because he's like, it's a demon baby and you might die. Yeah. And uh, the film sort of culminates in her about to give birth and these werewolves mm. who, yeah. uh, as you said, there was a tension between them and the, uh, and the vampires yeah. are about to attack this place where yeah. she's having the baby yeah. because apparently there was a treaty stopping them mm. attacking before, but Edward impregnating Bella somehow violated the treaty. Is, yeah. is that what you got from it? Yeah. But someone thought it didn't violate the treaty. It seemed like it was a bit controversial. Yeah, a political a political film this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, and and Edward was also they the vampires didn't seem quite to know what this pregnancy was all about. Seems like something that was quite foreign to them, the idea of pregnancy. So I, I love the scene where Edward went on to a Yahoo image search to try and get the answers. <laughs> it's just a scene of him like looking at pictures on Yahoo images. I think it was just an, another excuse for a dramatical music montage with just, like, overbearing music playing as Edward just stares at the screen. Mm. Just like when Bella first get pregnant, she just looks in the mirror for about yeah. four minutes. Yeah. Do, do you think, like, what would you learn from a Yahoo image search? Like, it just seems very bizarre. Like, what would you? what was he typing in? Like, vampire, human, baby? <laughs> He put in a particular word. I can't remember what it was. It was something along the line of uh, immorticulum or something. Yeah, immorticulum. Yeah, that that rings a bell. Um, firstly, I don't think an image search on the internet is going to answer your questions. <laughs> Secondly, sure, you'd go Google over Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the film was heavily sponsored. There were some quite clear a uh, Apple Mac logos on all the. Uh, Computers that they were using. Well, they had to pay for that uh, trip to Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs> no iPhones, though. Everything was LG. Yeah. I felt like it was quite a good ad for these LG because they were in the middle of some, you know, deserted island. Yeah. And they were making phone calls, you know, back home, to and from. They had no reception issues. And they've got Apple computers. So, like, obviously that's not an issue that they don't have their iPhone synced up with their Apple computer. So even if you've got an Apple computer, you can get an LG phone. It'll work well. <laughs> but it was definitely good promotion because I was just in the Blue Mountains the other day and yeah. I didn't have reception all weekend. Mm. They were on some deserted island and they could call to and fro. So Yeah, get, get the LG, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> clearly what... So Yahoo got in the action. Mm. Yeah. So do you find... Okay, so um, the wedding and honeymoon is pretty much just... 
talking about wedding and honeymoon, when the baby stuff happened, did then it uh, get interesting for you? Well, it did, Matt, because I was quite... uh, I was finding it quite hard to follow what was going on. I was a little confused, but I was able to draw some parallels to uh, my experiences with the mm. with what was going on in the film at the same time. Because you were actually quite sick when we went to see the film. I'm not. Yeah, I have the past two weeks. To be honest, I felt quite flat and not myself. Screen um, verdict listeners should feel quite uh, lucky to still have you here. Yeah. You've been it's been a, in the heart. It's yards. a stomach thing. I'm feeling good at the moment, um, but it's been on and off for the past two weeks. Stomach stuff like that. So you was you were saying I think you it's were... made me mentally a bit more stressed and stuff than I usually am too, which is not good. So yeah, well, yeah, no need to try and <laughs> receive too much sympathy from the listeners. Oh, just just their prayers. <laughs> It'd be nice. So you actually felt quite sick, and you were actually supposed to go to the doctor, and I said, no, quit being a pussy, come to Twilight. <laughs> yes. So you come, and uh, at one point in the film, you actually weren't actually feeling too good. You, you were actually lying down. Yeah. You actually had like a yeah. a little bit of a uh, a doze during, yeah. the, <laughs> during the film. And then this is where it started to all make sense to me. So you've been a bit sick recently. You've lost a little bit of weight. Kristen Stewart... She was looking. She was looking quite ill, giving yeah. birth to this baby. Yeah. Um. She she lost a lot of weight. She was very pale. You're quite quite white yourself. Um. You were lying down. You were complaining of stomach cramps. Yeah. And this is when I realised you were giving birth to a demon baby. Yeah. So this is when I started to get interested in the film because I was like, "There's Matt lying down, sick, <laughs> pale, skinny, giving birth to a demon baby in the cinema." Uh... Yeah. And I can, I, this is why I wanted to watch Twilight now, to learn what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So if you felt anyone biting you during your little five-minute days... <laughs> I wondered what that was. <laughs> that was the medical advice provided to me by Twilight. <laughs> yes. Um, look, I, I, I wasn't feeling great yesterday, not terrible, and I did put up some of the seat dividers um, in the cinema... Just had a bit of a lie down, and I was probably asleep for about ten minutes. Of the movie, so, <laughs> the good news is, it did not seem like I had missed anything. <laughs> no, you just missed people talking about what you'd already seen yeah. <laughs> and flashbacks of what you'd already seen. Yes, it seemed like that was what's happening. So it all worked out. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I did not have a demon baby. Yeah, we, we've got the interesting um, scene where the werewolves have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> which I know is a favourite of yours because <laughs> I had a look at you in the cinema at that point and you were loving it. <laughs> well, we've done some podcasts on uh, some talking dogs. Yeah. Mm. We've uh, we've done Wilfred. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Up in, in our, our Pixar, Pixar podcast. Yeah. So we had some reference points uh, as to how to do a talking dog scene. Yeah. First of all, I think you should try and match the mouths with the dialogue. <laughs> there were just a lot of wolves standing around. I think it's sort of a telepathic thing they were trying to convey. But there at least should have been some kind of action from one to at least know Which one was who talking. was talking. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just the static image of some wolves standing around with just dialogue bouncing around. That's true. <laughs> and they felt the need to put some kind of growl audio <laughs> effect over every 
<laughs> over all the voices to the point where you could barely hear what was going on. Yeah, you could hear, you could hear what they say. They're talking over each other. They had the growl in their voice, so all the voices sounded the same. <laughs> it's like, um, that's broken the treaty. Like, and that's not that far off, is it? The voice. <laughs> Sounded sort of like the Cookie Monster meets <laughs> meets um, someone evil. <laughs> so it culminates in in Jacob saying, "I am the grandson of a chief. I am the grandson of a chief. I was not born to follow you." <laughs> Which I think is perhaps supposed to be an emotional turning point for the character part of the film where he decides to stand on his own four feet. He's growing a pair. (laughs) But I was laughing so much at this (laughs) scene. I feel like the emotional impact was lost on me somewhat. And perhaps the experience of Twilight fans in the cinema might have been uh, reduced also by our laughter. Yeah. No, I feel bad for all the girls in the Twilight session we were in. Because we did laugh quite a bit, and they were probably really looking forward to seeing the movie. I'm just consoled by the fact that they probably were watching it for the second or third time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the birthing scene is quite. We've alluded to it a little bit with the biting and stuff. How did you find the birthing scene? Well, it seemed like a bit of a, a medical procedure show. Yeah, there was. Uh, you had the scalp loud and a lot of blood everywhere, and. Uh... Well, I never knew were any of the people there actually a doctor. <laughs> they never addressed that. I think the guy called Carlisle had some kind of medical experience, and that's why it's so dramatic that he hadn't got back yet. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And then there was the blonde girl who just kind of seemed to get a scalpel and poke her belly. Because for a film with a lot of exposition, there wasn't much exposition. <laughs> like, as far as, like, actually finding out who these characters were. Like... <laughs> For a film that spent more time telling you what was going on than had things going on, I found it surprisingly difficult to follow certain things. Yeah, yeah. It was also surprisingly difficult to follow the motivations of uh, certain characters, perhaps because they were paper thin. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) That could be it. So, So we have her poking around with a scalpel, then Edward has a go at kind of biting the baby out of her... Gnawing his way through the belly. <laughs> yeah. Do they get really worried about her at one point? Like she's doing the scalpel, they're like, get her away from it. <laughs> she's gonna kill the baby. <laughs> so they dra- someone dragged her away. <laughs> I didn't quite get that. To replace it with the much better solution of biting the baby out of her. <laughs> and I thought this was a no-no. The vampires bite, <laughs> biting. So I never got this scene with Edward, like, biting into, what, her womb? (laughs) So they get the baby out, and the baby is seemingly safe. And then we are told so many times by so many different characters that Bella is dead. Us as the audience clearly know that Bella is not actually dead. Yeah. They did not do this with the subtlety or brilliance that they did it in Return of Jafar <laughs> with Iago. That was done really well um, and perhaps became the, the template on which all other films that use the same thing should base it off. And I knew last shot is going to be her opening her eyes with her eyes looking funny. Because in an attempt to save her, 
Edward injects her with this venom, which is uh, supposed to turn her into a vampire. And vampire have these recuperative abilities, or they yeah. they can't die just from. Well, they're undead, aren't they? Yeah. Isn't him biting her? Doesn't that turn her into a vampire? Does he need the venom? Isn't the venom in him? Like, well, I wasn't sure. He he said when he injected her that this was my venom. Like, yeah, it was yeah, his. yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure whether he like he milked himself like a <laughs> snake or something in order to get rid of all the venom, so he didn't actually accidentally. <laughs> Yeah. Inject her with the venom in the meantime. And then he just starts biting her all over the place. Yeah, but Edward thought it was Which a good again, idea. I went, thought it was yeah. a good idea too. I had to try something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which again, when her father sees her, he's going to have a few questions for Edward, I feel, with all these <laughs> bite marks all over her and bruises. <laughs> so, of course, she, uh, despite taking longer than what everyone else had hoped, does come through... And the final scene is sort of her healing, her hair's turning reddish, mm. and her we've got a close-up of her, her eyes. She opens her eyes, they're red. Yeah. And that is the uh, the climax of one of three things that happened yes. in the two-hour film. She is a vampire now. Which isn't really that dramatic, because she'd already said she wanted to be a vampire... She's married to a vampire. vampire, We think that might work out better, her also being a vampire. Yeah. Probably would have been a better event to have halfway through a film (laughs) than be the climax of a two-hour feature. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Belle's a vampire. Jacob has imprinted himself on the daughter as well. Yes, the baby he imprints, which means they somehow kind of have this lifelong bond connection. Yeah, he did that because the werewolves were going to come in and kill the baby, but they apparently their number one rule, <laughs> I guess their rule that trumps all other rules, yeah. is that if someone's imprinted by a werewolf, you can't, you've got to look after them, they're part of the family. So that's good for the baby and good for him because it helps yeah. him get over Bella. Now, I don't know whether this means he's betrothed to Bella's daughter, uh, which could be quite interesting and be interesting how Bella and Edward take that. Oh, yeah, I saved your baby's life, but I'm marrying her. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, it seems that uh, Jacob and Edward don't have a problem with violating the half-your-age plus seven rule. Yes, for sure. Seeing as Edward is about 700 and yeah. Bella is 18. Yeah. Off by a couple uh, of centuries. And Jacob is perhaps 17, 18, and uh, the girl is a baby. Yeah, about... One hour old, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what the maths is on that, but uh, mm. pretty sure it's not cool. Yeah, I'd definitely be trying to put off that marriage for at least sixteen to eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> so this perhaps brings us to a a common twilight debate. Yes, we've got to weigh in on this because this is something everyone talks about. It's Team Jacob versus Team Edward. Yeah, having now watched one of the Twilight films. Are you backing aside? I do have a preference, yes. But I'd just like to say I would advise people not to go out with vampires or werewolves. (laughs) It seems like it's just a lot of drama you're getting yourself into. (laughs) I also think these are not great people. Like, they're very negative, they're very emotional, they're very angsty. Like, these are not... These are not fun guys to be around. So I don't really... I would say to Bella, 
get away from these guys. These are these are going to bring you down. They're not going to help you with your self esteem. They're not going to help you. You know, these are not good influences on you. Yeah. If I had to pick one, probably Jacob. It seems like he's a bit more. He's got a bit more life to him, like <laughs> maybe literally, but like it just seems like it just seems like he's so like although he's really emotionally sort of sad all the time, like he just seems like a piece of cardboard, and he looks so cold. And he's got that white powder on his face. It just I really don't see why anyone would be attracted to this Edward Cullen ever. <laughs> Where at least Jacob, he's got a good body. <laughs> it seems like if she'd chosen him, he might be happier. Like, it seems like his... I guess this is my problem. Edward got the girl, and he still seems sad. <laughs> Jacob didn't get the girl, and he's sad. I sort of understand that and think, well, maybe if he'd gotten the girl, he'd be taking it better. Like, you know, like I, I can understand he's heartbroken. That's why he's sad. So I sort of got why Jacob was sad. Whereas Edward, I'm just like, oh, man, there's no pleasing in this guy. He got the girl he's in love with. Some 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 poor guy missed out. And he's still acting really... Oh, I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> oh, don't, don't... Oh, no, this is going to end badly. Oh, I'm hurting you. Oh. Like, just... Just... Come on, guy. Play something more exciting than chess. Like, you know, like... <laughs> well, let's, let's not be denigrating chess here, <laughs> right? Let's not get irrational with... Uh, I know Twilight is a hot topic. <laughs> very passionate about it. Yeah. But chess is a fine game. Yeah. So I, I think Jacob. Uh, but that being said, I don't think Jacob's that much to write home about either. You'd be better off sending a picture home as yeah. opposed to writing about Jacob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would agree that Jacob is perhaps the better looking choice, particularly with uh, Edward's weird powdery skin. Yeah. I feel like Jacob is quite immature. He's yes. very young and emotional. He's always kicking over motorcycles, ripping his shirt off, and just kind of making snide teenage remarks. Yeah. Edward, he seems a bit more rational. He seems quite intelligent. He doesn't make any bad jokes that annoyed me. Yeah. He's quite tolerable of uh, of her embarrassing family, and he seems to be quite cool with Jacob just being there all the time, uh, even though he's kind of the other love interest that is you know, wants to kind of kill Edward if, if he like, has a reason to. Yeah. I feel like Jacob's going to have an affair with Bella. And um, it's going to be a little like, well, what are you expecting, Edward? You were, like, letting him hang out with her all the time. Well, I think it was kind of cool that he had that confidence that she yeah. wouldn't cheat on him. Yeah. Perhaps better than a jealous, envious, needy boyfriend that would be nagging you all the time and complaining lots. Yeah, I agree. I didn't fall in love with either of them, but I'm going to pick Edward. I'm going to say Team Edward. Oh, and so he's so... He's such a Debbie Downer. He plays chess. He's really strong. He doesn't make bad jokes. He's less immature. Yeah, Team Edward, for sure. Yeah. Well, she's also a bit of a Debbie Downer. Like, I don't know if she ever smiled in the whole movie either. So I guess, like, um, maybe they are good for each other. <laughs> So, I'm Team Edward, you're Team Jacob. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone listening cares. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to weigh in... Uh, Should we do a poll for this, or is this like something that's been polled to the end yeah, of the earth? I feel, I feel like, like it has. Weigh in with the co- with a comment on the, on the thread or on uh, the Facebook fan page if you want to weigh in. 
So I think that brings us to our screen verdict. Oh, yeah. Does it ever. <laughs> so we've been rating all the films that we've seen out of ten. Yep. Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 1, what's your verdict? I was not wanting to be... I think there's a lot of haters for this film. <laughs> I was not planning to be one of them. Um, I, I wanted to give it a fair shake. and But just going through this movie, I struggle to think of any redeeming quality. I'm giving it a zero. <laughs> zero. I can't think of a film that I've ever seen that I have enjoyed less than that. <laughs> so how can I not give it a zero? A zero, wow. It was just teenage, angsty, nothing happening. Zero. <laughs> I felt like perhaps close to half of this film was pretty terrible, but it was relatively easy watching, and uh, I felt at times I could just laugh at how bad it was, and at least it went by quickly. The other half was pretty terrible, but it was a much harder slog to get through those parts. Yeah. I'm going to have to give this a 2 out of 10. Yeah. I feel like this is not the worst film of all time, but I am confused as to how... Anyone could sit through that. Most of that was just the opposite of what every film school, writing school, acting school would tell you what to do. Even yeah. even down to technical aspects. You'd think that the budget would be good, that they could afford a quality editor who would do... who would edit a crappy film well. But even the editing was very strange and amateurish. I felt like it was some... 13-year-old messing around on iMovie. Yeah, it's not just they broke the... Like, sometimes when people go against what film school logic says, they end up with something brilliant, but it was just... I don't see anything redeeming about this movie at all. That's why I have to give it a zero, because I just don't see anything there that I can point to and say it was good. One thing, one, one standout this movie, an MVP in this movie... Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. You might have seen in the film Up in the Air. I loved her in Up in the Air. It was brilliant. She was really good in this too. She has two lines, I think. Yeah, she's got about 30 seconds of screen time in total. And they're the only genuinely funny lines in the whole film. And it's all due to her delivery. I don't just have an Anna Kendrick card on here. (laughs) I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, I feel like it's unlikely that they would have written well for her. Yes. And not the other 159 minutes in the film. Yes. I can't give a one, a score of a one. (laughs) <laughs> just on a 30 second before <laughs> and that's the only thing I liked about the whole movie so there you go that's our screen verdict you're giving it a 0 out of 10 yep. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10 I think to about 50% of the world's population so sorry to very to have so deeply offended you I'm sure the other 50% I, will be remarkably pleased with our, yeah. with our verdict. If you strongly disagree with us, post a comment on the, on the wall. We're happy to get your comments. We'll treat you with respect. So there's the podcast. We'll be back next week with perhaps something that uh, you guys will have seen, want to see. Yeah. Ides of March, we're hoping to do. Yeah. Put any questions, comments on the Facebook page for that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, we will. Goodbye. Bye.